Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome. The Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. That's Tug-esque. Yeah. Very Tug-esque. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. I'm feeling good today, man. Yeah. Your Reds got swept by the Brewers. Why are you feeling so? Why are you feeling so excited? Did yoga this morning. Nice. And I must say, I am embarrassing in that class. It was all old people. You know, nine forty-five a.m. on a Monday in Cincinnati, Ohio. People are working. Mm-hmm. All old people. Not exactly the LA 20-somethings who are going to go from there to Earth Cafe for a coffee. Yeah, different scene. It's basically retired people or just old people. And I was by far the worst. And she kept having to come over to me. And then she's like, after class, she's like, hey, man, you, you, I can help you with some stuff right now. I got a few extra minutes. Like basic poses. That's probably the fourth or fifth time I've ever done yoga. And I'm looking around and I am just covered in sweat. It's a basic intro yoga class. Everyone else, no one else is covered in sweat. And I'm just looking at myself ashamed. But hey, you got to start somewhere. She looked at, she told me the instructor. Namaste, Andy. Yeah. She said, uh, dude, if you really want to actually get better, you got to come like, three times, three, four times a week because she goes, I don't know what you were doing, but you kept getting in a pose. Like you were going to do push-ups, and because there's a reason you're sweating more than everybody. Cause like, I don't know what you're doing over there, but like even downward dog, I am a disaster. Maybe she could take, maybe you should do like a yoga on, on YouTube class for a minute. Just get yourself in, get yourself corrected. She told me that. She said, you should watch some videos. But I said, I'll be back tomorrow, 945. Uh-oh, here we go. Andy's new obsession. No, it's not an obsession. I am like, I've done yoga 75 consecutive days. And you're like, and I'll be like, hey, man, I'm coming to Cincinnati. We should hang. I, I can, man. I got yoga. I can't. You know, I can't. I got, you know, I'm into this yoga thing now. I got yoga. I'm just so inflexible, Joe. That's what it is. That's why. And I told her, I go, this is why I want to do it. I said, I'm going to swim now. And I did. And then I swam. But I said, I just want to just loosen up. And she goes, well, if you do it three or four times a week for a while, you you will loosen up. I go, I'm not trying to be a badass yoga person. I just want to loosen up and be able to stretch. And There's, I, I, I've been going to the stretch lab here and just having somebody stretch me. I've done that. I've done the stretch lab in LA. It's really good. It's yeah. pricey though. Yeah. What's it like 75 a session? Well, I did. I got like somebody referred me. So I got like a month. I think it's like four classes in a month. And it was only like 150 bucks. That's pretty good. 
So is it one-on-one someone stretching you? Yeah. For 50 minutes. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And I just have, I just have them do my legs because my fucking, I'm still get recovery. Every time, anytime I do anything with my legs, my legs are fucking fucked up. Which location? I used to go to the one in Venice. Uh, El Segundo. Right down the street from, from like, uh, you know, where Rosecrans and Sepulveda, like the big, like yeah. Manhattan Beach Mall. Area. Yeah. 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 That's good for you, man. Like they really stretch you. That, that's just, I think it's just, it's so good on the joints and loosening you up. And, and I, I am, like I said, like I was the most unflexible person. It was, dude, it was embarrassing. You talk about humbling. I was looking around going, oh my God, this is embarrassing. 70 year old dudes next to me are just running circles around my ass. So I'm going to go uh, kill myself now because this is embarrassing. But hey, it's good for me to be humbled. Little, little Monday morning humbling, just like you said, the Reds were humbled coming in, cut that seven game lead to four, back to seven right away. Oh, sports. He'll get you, man. Look at the look Mets at the are com- Mets are coming to town. Mets have been struggling, so you might get a couple wins there. No, I, I like four games or three. It's a three game series. Yeah, no Degrom. You'll have Stroman. You won't have uh, Walker. You only have one real pitcher. Well, uh, you, you know, I, you guys don't really have any real pitchers, so it's fine. Well, I, I would disagree. I think Miley's had a good year. He's had a good year. Some of the young guys have played all right. It's just they're they're too volatile. Like like it's they're the streakiest team ever. I've not I've actually never seen a Reds team as streaky as this team, and it uh, it will crush you. Like it will crush you. you. You know how it is. Like when a team is streaky in sports, because you start thinking, okay, the team is playing well. And then look what happened. I mean, look at the Bucks versus the Suns. Three in a row. I was I was shocked. I I I didn't ha- I didn't think the Bucks had a road win in them before Game Seven. So fucking good for them. And honestly, that's absolutely like that's absolutely the way they have to do it. They get a good game out of Giannis and Middleton and Holiday. That's what you have to do. I mean, obviously they're in the NBA finals, so they're doing a lot of what they have to do. They're one win away from winning, but I think that's, you know, they have, have made it this far, but they have been on the ropes a few times and it just seems like they never get those games all together. They got that game all together to get a road win, huge, huge win. Well, you laughed the last episode when I talked about the grit of the Bucks. But you see it again. They go down 16 after the first quarter. They got so much fight in them. And they come back. And they win the game. They got grit. This team. What's a comp for this team? Because they got some vets. I mean, this series. I don't exactly remember. How I know they were up 2-0. But the 2006 heat Mavs series i don't know how many similarities there are obviously wade really became a star that series 
as he won the MVP and averaged 35 points in the finals. But I don't know if that's the closest comparison, but this Bucks team, I think they're going to close it out now. Well, let's go. That means we get a game seven, baby. It's funny. People keep going. People keep asking me, like, what are you, who are you rooting for? And I'm like, well, tonight I'm rooting for the Bucks. And then last, you know, I'm, I'm just rooting. I just wanted to stay as close as fucking possible. And actually, I mean, I think, I think our best chances for a game seven were obviously again, another Phoenix win at home. The Bucks come back and win at home and then we get a game seven, but you know, um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like we're destined for a game seven. I didn't think the Bucks had a road win in them. So the idea that they come back home and close it down. Yeah. You could totally see that. I mean, if they can get, if they can get game five on the road, should be able to get game six at home. But I just feel like we're destined for a game seven. I feel like this is a, it's a game seven series. I I'm just, I just crossing my fingers for it. I just want a game seven. Let's fucking go. Who deserves the title more as far as what city? I would have to say Milwaukee. Based on what? Based on they haven't had one since 71. And I would argue their fan when's base the, is. When's the Suns last title? They've never won one. Right. But <laughs> I would argue the Bucks Milwaukee's, have better. Milwaukee's had fucking multiple Packers titles. Okay. Fair. I think they have better fans. Phoenix has. I don't know. I feel like the fans in Phoenix are pretty solid as well. I think they all just came out of nowhere. Look, well, I understand they, have, they, they were garbage. Good. Yeah. I I have a feeling that a lot of the people that are in Milwaukee weren't like super into the Michael Red teams. Like, you know, everybody there's there's very few fan bases in sports outside of football. That are ride obviously. or die. That are ride or die. Football is so such a short season. You get eight home games. You know, people are going to go, they're going to go fucking take your, your four games into the season before you could possibly be out of it. And I mean, we see it every year. We see the Mac knops of the world who are ready to bet fucking <laughs> on 12 wins, Legine. 12 wins for the Miami dolphins with fucking Jay Cutler. Like football fans are stupid as shit, but it's hard. Like a basketball where, where are the ride or die basketball fans? New York, Boston, Philly. Like, I wouldn't even call Lakers fans ride or die fans. What about Chicago? Chicago? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm not. I mean, that that uh that sellout streak they had for a while fucking <laughs> went out the window when Michael Jordan retired. What about OKC? I feel like they're in much to OKC, do. I feel like OKC is because they don't have shit else. That's what I'm saying. They're they've been ride or die since they got a team. Yeah. There's probably a lot of people out there like, no, bro. What about us? It's like mm, I don't know. Are you like our our Mavs fans? I don't know. Like we know we know Heat fans aren't. You know we know Lakers fans aren't. Um, I can't imagine. Like we know fucking Pelicans fans aren't. Cavs fans aren't unless they have LeBron. No. Wizards, come on. You know, like we're 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 Rockets fans still fucking clutch city this year. I don't think so. Warriors fans were bad until War- they were good. Bro, Warriors fans are already gone again. 
Warriors fans are like fucking, you know, they're like, no, I'm I'm gonna get back into cycling a lot. By the way, a lot of fat cyclists out there. You ever notice that? No, I haven't noticed that. My brother and I talk about like that's the one sport. I know somebody's gonna come at me for this, but that's the one exercise speedos they're also in like spandex i know but that's the one exercise where because when i run a lot i'm you know you share the path but that's the one exercise where i've always noticed there's a huge disparity in the physique like if i'm on a path especially here in cincinnati if i'm on like a, a trail or a path the runners look so much better physically in the cyclists. How many runners do you pass though compared to how many cyclists you pass? It's in numbers game. I no, feel like you pr- see, I feel like you see some fat walkers and runners these days too. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying I think, especially on like the big trails, like you could do a trail from Cincinnati to Yellow Springs where Chappelle lives. That's that's like 80 miles away. On some of these big trails where I've gone 20 miles cycling. I shouldn't even say cycling, just bike riding. Yeah. And that was, there's also a difference between cycling and bike riding too, right? Yeah. But if you put on the full Tour de France gear, that's what I'm saying. You're a cyclist. I think, I think cyclists look way worse. And I'm also noticing that trend. I always think, I always think about the fucking, uh, what super troopers where there's, so she's like, we'll meet at the restaurant dresses bikers <laughs> he shows up in the spandex fucking at so good i think the same with swimming what's that fat i think there's people? A, i think there's a lot of fat dudes who can swim all right yeah yeah and it i mean swimming doesn't burn that much either like it doesn't if that's your cardio it doesn't that's been disappointing for me like if you if you swam a mile versus ran five miles it's it's such a disparity Right. But if you swim five miles and you run five miles. Then you're just doing a triathlon. Right. But I'm not into that. I'm full yogi now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this new podcast that's going to be yoga and roller coasters. My brother bought me a roller coaster shirt. I got to wear it next episode. He bought me a roller coaster shirt at Kings Island to mess with me. It has the dimensions and some of the highlights of the Diamondback roller coaster written on the front of the shirt. We got to get you out of Cincinnati, man. You need to like, you need to go like. So this is actually pretty funny. So we were hanging out the other night. And I'll be we, in New York this week. You should come for a visit. It's like get, get yourself some metropolitan action again. Nah, man, I got, I got a weed. I got a weed. It's gonna. I got a big weeding job this week. I got to finish some painting. I gotta fix the light out front. I put the gopher trap out. I got my buddy gave me a massive gopher trap. Put peanut butter on marshmallows. You caught a fat cyclist. <laughs> you caught a gopher. guy in spandex. Those gopher traps are big. So the other day I went full bill- fucking s'mores. I don't know, man. My buddy goes put. I put some sour patch kids. <laughs> Fucking cold 45, catch a gopher, marshmallows. 
You put peanut butter on the marshmallows. I don't know. I don't know. That's what my buddy said. I know peanut butter for sure works. My dad used to always catch chipmunks and squirrels with his little thing, putting the peanut butter out. Ever tell you the wild story? I love that we did three seconds on the NBA finals. We'll, we'll we go back. We got, we've got your yoga history. Dude, we got time. Your dad uses to trap rodents with. We got time. We got time, man. We got time today. Trust me. It's a pretty light rundown. A lot of calls, though. But one time, so my dad would always, when he would catch the chipmunks or squirrels, he would go down to like a park that's about a mile away and let them out there. He wouldn't drown them. That's what some people do. That's fucked up. I couldn't do that. You know, people do that. That's like a thing. Yeah. You, you drop the squirrel in a bucket of water or a chipmunk. I'm like, that's, that's savage. Anyway, so he'd let them out. So my dad lets this chipmunk out on the field, the soccer field of the park. It, you know, bolts across the field. Within 10 seconds of it bolting across the field, my dad's saving its life. A giant hawk swoops down, picks it up, boom, dead. Your dad literally served dinner. Unintentionally. Chipmunk's like, I like to hide like under trees and stuff. Your dad's like, all right, I'm going to put you in the middle of a field. <laughs> There's not cover for 100 yards in any direction. See if you can make it before a predator picks you up and eats you. He's like, what the fuck is this? So what about over there by the bush? He's like, no, no, no. It's too easy. Are you ready to go? <laughs> he's like, he's fucking circling. There's a hawk circling. Your dad's like, it's what? <laughs> You're a Seahawks fan? I said there's a hawk, man. Yeah, I know. I'm a Seahawks fan, too. My son loves Russell. All right. Good luck. I did come across an old text exchange last night with my dad watching Monday Night Football. All he wrote was Cam Newton sucks. I'm like, this is so funny. It was like 2018. Like oh, that was right. Yeah, that was like his hot take. Cam Newton sucks. Okay, we can get back to the NBA finals. All right. Who's the who's Walt in the NBA finals and who's the chipmunk? So you think it's over? You think the well? You think the I, I, I think I think this out. much. I think Giannis. I was questioning Giannis being the man, the star of the series. You're literally. I mean, you questioned this whole playoffs. Can you win a championship with Giannis as your best player? I did, and he's proven me wrong. And Middleton's been clutch. I mean, again, the holiday and the holiday deal. The just the ending of that game, man. I mean. That steal. That, that steal on alley hoop to even to throw the lob in that situation. You you fucking love it. And it's a ballsy lob just to throw it, it. It is. And those three guys played awesome. And they're, they're not all like 12, 13, 14 for 20 and 22 and whatever. It's like the that's exactly what you need. And none of them are shit talkers. I almost feel like those are. Just do your job, guys. All three of them. Like, do you see those guys talking trash? I mean, I don't. It's it's not animated to the point where he knows. I mean, I, Giannis is fucking Greek, probably not talking a lot of trash. Um, but like, you never know what these guys are saying to each other. But they certainly don't seem to be. But my point is, the, the emotion they discussed Middleton one game saying that when Budenholzer Budenholzer started, it was like, dude, where's your like? 
He's just he's just not that guy. And you see the same from Holly. I don't see them bitching to the ref. It's not just the trash talking. I don't see those guys bitching to the ref. Yeah, how is it? How has this changed your opinion of Budenholzer? Like, should I think he's a good coach now? I mean, I don't know. They've made they made the adjustments. They've won three straight in the NBA Finals. Yeah, good point. He's made he's made some good. Adjustments. You see the same from Holly. He's made some good adjustments. I mean, if they close it out, you got to give him credit for going four zero, right? Yeah. At the same time, you, you're like I, I'm like mm, you know this series isn't over. I don't think it's over either. I just I think this is where experience and the veteran leadership of the Bucks comes into play because outside of Chris Paul, the Suns are just so young. I mean, this is the first playoffs for most of those guys. We have Jay Crowder, but yeah, for the most part, guys with playoff experience. Yeah. So I'm just, I just want a game seven, give us a game seven, give us an exciting thing. Give us like, give us a good finish. There was a series. The series has been awesome. Yeah. We finally got some, we finally got some good games the last few games. Yeah. And I said that I knew, you know, once, once we started getting those games, it was going to happen. And I think, I think they'll all be close the rest of the way. There was a lot of celebs at last game. Yeah. They they shit finals dog. they, They showed up, man. How much weight did Adele lose? I'm, I mean, if I had to ballpark it, I bet you 150 pounds, 150. No, <laughs> my way off 150 is a lot. She didn't weigh 300 pounds, dude. She's, she's pretty big, man. <laughs> a 300 pound woman is gigantic. I was going to say like 90 pounds, That's a lot of weight too. I mean, she's not like, she's not like the skinniest person ever now, but I bet you she's 130 now, you know? If she was if she was 240, 220, 240 before. She reported she reportedly lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. They just rounded up from 90. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was I don't know why I thought she was way bigger. I was but we we have just been canceled from the uh why? Bro, that's a whole that's a whole new thing. Body shaming and fat food like Bro, the the world is so crazy now. Now it's I'm not like getting canceled. I knew exactly how much weight she lost and how much she weighed and how much. No, 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 I think, no, no. I think no, she's no been beautiful you can't, the whole you, time. By the way, you can't even tell someone. You can't even be like, "Oh, congrats!" Now the crazy weight people who are all going to die of obesity. So who really cares? Uh, so have fun with that, people. Shots fired. Are like you can't compliment someone on their weight loss because. That's a form of fat phobia, which is wild to me. Wait, so I look better? You can't compliment me? Well, apparently Adele was fat phobic because she got rid of the fat. She, she's meant, dude, people have gone after her. For getting skinny? Yes. Dude, you haven't seen some of this stuff? It's wild. So, I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't dig in too far into like the, you know, tweet replies under like 
E news reports about fucking. I don't either, but I'm talking if something's trending. Like I'll click on it, especially during an event and people are nuts. But yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, cause it's, in, it's not in LA, but I was, I know it's the finals. I was a little surprised to see how many celebrities were out. So the I first, w- I wonder if any of them will make it till Milwaukee. Phoenix is an easy trip. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Phoenix is easy. So they have to wear the masks in the first couple rows. Is that how it works? No idea. I mean, it certainly seems like it. Either that or they're suggesting it and being like, hey, you know, lead by example. Also, who knows who's vaxxed and who's not vaxxed? Is that too personal to ask somebody that? Mm, I don't know. People ask me all the time. I've never asked anybody, I don't think. But like even when I went to Stretch Lab, he's like, you're vaxxed. I was like, yeah, I'm vaxxed. I got vaxxed so I could go to a Mets game. <laughs> also, if I, I, I didn't offer up, I got the Johnson & Johnson, so I guess I'm half vaxxed. Why would that make you half faxed? No. Because it's not two? No, because they, you know, there's the whole thing. Oh, it's not as effective, blah, blah, blah. I was like, listen, if I could have gotten the card without getting vaxxed, I might have. Not that I'm an anti-vaxxer. I just don't give a shit. Like, also, I haven't had my teeth cleaned. So, you know, what the fuck are we talking about? You can can do that for cheap, man. L.A., they, they do those teeth cleanings. You get those coupons in the mail. You ever see those? No. I, if my mail doesn't have my name on it, it gets th- I don't even. I try not to even focus. Just throw it right into the garbage. That's another thing I'm turning into coupon guy. Oh goodness, bro! It's become so fucking Midwest. No, I no, actually confession. I was a coupon guy in LA. I cannot wait till six months from now when you're doing the podcast via Zoom from your car, waiting in line for Costco gas. You're just like, oh, I figured I have two hours. I may as well bang the podcast out. <laughs> no way, dude. I won't do that. I, will, I, will, I won't get to that point. But my brother and I, in a crazy, like, stoned moment Friday night, like, we wouldn't do it. We, it, was just, it was this reckless idea. But I tossed it out there. King's Island closes at 10. It was 9.15. We were both baked. I said, dude. You only live 15 minutes away. We could literally get there in 15 minutes, ride one roller coaster, a massive one, and then leave before close. Now, You're like we split a five milligram edible and we kind of lost our minds. We were like, should we make a last minute run? Well, I, I did 10. I went 10, bro. <laughs> I did 10 milligrams. We each did. Now, neither of us could drive. And I said that we have to take an Uber or Lyft because we're not. <laughs> Who can't drive stoned? Not a 10 milligrams, bro. <laughs> I am such a lightweight. I'll be honest. I probably wouldn't drive on five milligrams. Also, you eat edibles all the time. Why are you still? Why have you not developed any sort of edible tolerance? I have no tolerance. I, I eat edibles like one fifth of the time you do. And yeah, like, I'm like five milligrams. I don't even feel it. I have no tolerance. None. It's pathetic. 
I can't on 10 milligrams at once. I can't do anything. Like I am a zombie. I did 10 milligrams the week before in Milwaukee. I fell asleep before 11 o'clock. There's like 14 year olds that are listening to this. Like what is wrong with Andy? I know. So, so it's funny you said, cause I stopped at a dispensary in Illinois on the way back. And the guy's like, you want anything else? And I was like, no, he's like, what about any edibles? And I was like, I don't know, man. He goes, he goes, I got some good 20 milligram ones that, uh, you know, they're like chill during the day. Like gets, and I looked at him, I go 20. I go, like, you get stuff done. He's like, yeah, you know, 20, you know, you're just like doing some stuff around the house or like yard work. I go 20. Dude, I'll be asleep for 20 hours on 20 milligrams. The guy, the guy looked at me like, you're a pathetic loser. They might legalize it here. No, they won't. They want to, they want to, they want to they wanna put it out there. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's illegal there still. It's like, is it even decriminalized? Uh, it's medicinal. Right. I don't know about the criminalization. So if you don't have a medical card there, technically you can't use it, have it. Yeah. It's only legal. It's only legal recreational wise in 19 states in the district of Columbia, which is still for about 40% of the country. But I would assume it would be federally legalized in the next five years, but we'll see. What a sad state of affairs. Well, I I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's, you know, it, it's just one of those stupid things and it's control. And it's a, I mean, that's a whole other, that's a whole other fucking discussion, but yeah, man, I agree. So I'll just stick to my baby, my baby milligrams and uh, do my thing. NBA finals tomorrow. Now, now I have a, I have a dilemma because I was thinking about going to the Mets Reds game, but tomorrow. Yeah. Cause that's the only game I can go to. I can't go Wednesday's a day game. I can't go to that. So but I could watch the game on your phone. Yeah. Well, I could also record the game and go back, skip the commercials. I will be on a flight because the game starts 6 p.m. Does it start 6 p.m. here? Yeah. 6 p.m. Tuesday. Mm. I'll just basically be landing. Wait, 6 p.m. No, it would start. Yeah, because the game's central time. Oh, 6 p.m. West Coast time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Which means 9 p.m. It's right around when I'll land. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to head right to a bar in New York City. Somebody Suitcase in hand. Somebody said to turn your mic up on YouTube, but I can hear you fine. My mic? And we can't turn these up, so. You sounded fine to me. I I sound fine in my own ears. So. Hello. So turn your mic up a lot, they said. My mic? Yeah. Joe, turn your mic up a lot. I, I, I haven't. I agree. Hey, Drew. How about you turn your volume up a lot? Is it is it only one person or it's multiple people? I think you sounded fine. I wouldn't stress it. Okay. 
Okay, terrific. So the Olympics are around the corner. Love the Olympics. Can't wait. We got to discuss the important stuff. The the the, the anti sex beds. That's what we're gonna discuss because we'll, we 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 can discuss more on Thursday because the Olympics will still have not started yet. Right. Wednesday's the opening ceremonies. I think they start the twenty. 20- Wednesday or Friday? Sometimes it's a Friday. Probably Friday. They start the twenty third. Today is what the nineteenth. Yeah. So yeah, that would that would be that would be a Friday. Yep. So athletes are to sleep on. This is not a joke. This is a real headline. Anti sex. It's it's a real headline, but I'm wondering if it's an actual. By the way, the New York Post, which I I I used to read the New York Post all the time. New York Post at this point has the most clickbaity headlines. Like they, they have doubled down bro. on their clickbaitiness. Bro. The, it's not just the New York Post. Literally. I know, but the New York Post is like a newspaper. Every single. I mean, it's not like outlet. it's not like fucking, you know, Betches or Gawker or some fucking or like BuzzFeed. I mean, yeah, it's but, New York Post, which yeah, always yeah, has but, been a bit of a tabloid, but still. Yeah, but dude, I dude, I'm telling you, man, I see it. I would argue it you're talking about like LA Times, New York Times, CNN, Fox News. They're all just as bad. All of them. All but, of them. So my my question is Japan has always been with these. So the the headline is athletes to sleep on anti-sex cardboard beds at Olympic Games amid COVID and they show a picture of these beds. That it's like, it's got like a cardboard frame, basically. But like you go, you see anything with Japan and tiny houses and sure. fucking this and the walls that slide all over the place. Like, are, are these anti-sex beds or are they just like, oh, we're making cardboard beds. Why are we going to buy a million bed frames when we can just buy mattresses and put them on this origami that we made? I know what you're saying, but no, according to this, they want to avoid the beds will collapse if two people are on it. Okay. They're also single beds, right? True. My point is, is the point of this to stop people from having sex? Why are they stopping people from having sex? Because of COVID. Now, oh, oh, it's a COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a COVID. Have people not have sex because of COVID? Yeah, for real. That's what it is. Now, are they are they also going to have the Greco-Roman wrestling happen with masks on? Like, what the fuck are we talking about? I know. Or everybody's getting into one pool, right? We're yeah. all gonna we're all gonna place our sex parts on one pommel horse, or the floor, like. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes sex on the floor is awesome. So also imagine being an Olympic athlete and being like, do you want to do it standing up while we hang from fucking gymnastics rings? Or do you want to do it on our cardboard bed? I know. That's what I'm saying. You're talking about the the best athletes in the world. But that's why I'm like, this is, I, I bet half of this is fucking cheap Japanese origami fucking modern shit. And they're like, we got a million single mattresses. Let's throw them on this fucking thing we have. Here's a wild stat. 
So they started giving condoms to athletes at every Olympics since 1988. Yeah. So they've given out 160,000 condoms this year to athletes. In 2016 in Brazil, they give out 450,000 condoms. And th- these are all, this is silly. <laughs> these numbers. You think there are people going up like, hi, I'm here for my condoms. Hi, I'm here for my condoms. They put out buckets of condoms, right? Yeah. Is fucking, you know, Simone Biles like, hi, can I get 35 condoms? No. They're just like placing shit around and they're like, take your fucking condoms. Well, you figure there's, okay. So 18,000 beds have been set up and they have this many condoms, 160,000. I don't know. They got stamina again. They're the best athletes in the world. I know, but I just think there's going to be buckets of condoms left over somewhere. Are we we thinking there's going to be 160,000? Do we think 400,000 times there was intercourse at the Brazil Olympics? Are people fucking drunk? What are you talking about? Uh, No, I'm not saying, but again, they love to do this whole thing about like Olympians and sex. Like this has been the thing forever. It's like there it's, do you think there's more or less sex than in an 18,000 University of Texas fucking dorm room, dorm building on a Saturday during fucking, you know, football season? Without a doubt, I think there's more. Without a doubt. What? Without a doubt. How do you figure? This is how I figure. Again. I think there's less. No doubt about it. Half of these people are fucking... You're, you're all in training all the time. Exactly. And then when the, the meet or the event, whatever it is, ends, you have, think about it. You have in shape people who have been training forever. A lot of them are good looking. They're obviously, their physique is amazing. These are, these are the best athletes. You have attractive people from all over the world. You got your pickings of any type of country, ethnicity. You still I, have to meet people like, what, what, do we think there's Olympic Bumble, where it's like, I'm a swimmer. If you want to fuck. Yeah, that's a thing. Right. You, don't, you don't know about that? That's, that's a thing. That, that, that's been a thing. Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. I know you're, you're, you're giving me that eye right now. Like, Ruther, you're full of shit. They say I, that's- I'm not, I'm not saying you're full of shit. I'm just saying we, like, I, I just, I swear this is a, they love this headline every year. Nonstop Olympic fucking. I just don't buy it. You know why they love it? Because guys like me embrace it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. They're, They're like, just- yeah, cardboard bed fucking to stop them all from all the fucking. It's like, who gives a shit? We got to get out of the condoms or else what? People will fuck. <laughs> like, you guys are ridiculous. This is like, the, this is the week before the Olympics quarter, like every four years headline. Let's, I, I guarantee you, a editor at the New York Post was like, we need a story about the Olympics and sex. What do you got? He's like, well, they're doing cardboard beds. Maybe they're doing that so people don't fuck on them. But that's no, Joe, that, that cardboard bed, you're pinpointing the New York Post. And I agree, the headlines are ridiculous, but every single public, okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read. Okay. Here, here are the headlines with the cardboard. I just put in cardboard beds Olympics into Google. New York Times three hours ago. Anti-sex beds in Olympic Village. A social media theory is soon debunked. So, so that they would give validity to you. Cardboard beds from Washington Post in Olympic Village draw jokes from athletes in the internet. So a lot of people are 
trying to say it's true. It's not true. There's a, there's a lot going on here. Okay. USA Today, two hours ago. No, the cardboard bed athletes. No, this is the headline. No, comma, the cardboard bed athletes are sleeping on at the Tokyo Olympics aren't anti-sex. Okay. That, that backs you up. Even the thing you sent, McClanahan hand jumps up and down on the bed. The illustrated furniture won't crumble under his weight. Japanese, our intent and goal is not for the athletes to use the condoms at Olympic Village, but to help with awareness by taking them back to their own countries. So some are doing it, some aren't. Yahoo, athletes at Tokyo Olympics given anti-sex beds to limit spread of coronavirus. So they specifically say coronavirus in that headline on Yahoo. Look. I don't know what it is, but I just think it's 20. It's in shape. 20 somethings. They're banging, dude. I don't know. Yeah, what they're you think banging they're not- at Coachella. They're banging at fucking college. They're banging everywhere. I think they're, they're not banging drinking as much. I think they're banging more. I don't. I do like like your 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 theory about. Choosing- I just think this is a this is a thing that we do every four years. They're like they're fucking Olympians are banging. <laughs> Again, we haven't seen, we've seen no stat. We have how many Olympians this year are Olympic, like the entire Blue Jays roster are the children of ball players who nutted in a fucking baseball groupie and had another professional baseball player. We have yet to see the story of the kid on the Olympic blocks that was like conceived because there were protection bedroom. Because these are the best athletes. These women don't want to get pregnant. These guys don't. I, I think they're wrapping it. They're, they're smart. They're competing. And then they're banging. Let me hold on to they're this. Smart. I'm sticking to it. They're smart. Fucking what's his name? Held up a Brazilian gas station last time. I mean, he's an outlier. The the, uh, the swimmer. What's his name? Ryan Lochte. Lochte. Yeah. He's a swimmer. Like, like he's a dumb. He's a he's a he's an airhead. I don't know why you think they're not banging. They're banging a lot. I think they are banging. I think they're banging just like every other 20 something collection of people are banging. You think there's more banging going on at the Olympics than there is a fucking, you know. I do. Like, like I burning man. I, I think if you took the Olympic two weeks, I think, the, I think there's a higher percentage of banging in that two week at the Olympic village than two weeks at university of Texas. Hmm. Sounds Drugs, like a deep, alcohol, like I, I, I know, but th- that, but see that, that actually helps my point is that, it? yeah, because they, they don't, they don't have that. It can't do that because they're training or they just competed. I so, love that. You think that like these kids who have spent literally their entire youth, these kids spend 5,000 hours in a fucking pool or 5,000 hours running track are suddenly like. Also, the whole time I've been really working on fucking picking up chicks. You know, Tiger Woods is fucking literally his whole life crumbled because he was such a, a complete incompetent doofus with women that he had to have sex with like hookers and fucking Perkins yeah, hostesses. Yeah, but yeah, but hold on. That actually, again, plays in. My point is they're all together in this. Let me just play it out. Here's what's happening. They're in the village. They got a lot of downtime. This is the dumbest conversation. It's not. They're in the village. They're on their phones. They've competed. They're going to be there for a few more days. Hey, I'm a U.S. swimmer. Oh, there's attractive swimmers from 
Japan, the Czech Republic, Brazil, you name it. Oh, you're in great shape. I'm in great shape. We have stamina. Let's bang. You're attractive. I'm attractive. You have a great body. I have a great body. And then they bang. It's that easy. They're just swiping. Was that was that just their exchange? Was that their Instagram DM exchange? You have a great body. I have a great body. Let's bang. Basically, I think that's what happens. They run into each other at the, the buffet, whatever they're eating there, the Olympic Village buffet. Bro, I need to investigate this. I need to go undercover as an Olympian, a 40-year-old. Why do just get an Olympian on the thing and be like, is there fucking, is there more banging than when you were like at SMU on a fucking Saturday? I mean, these kids, they go to like, you know, all the American athletes or whatever is like USC fucking swimmers. You, sure. you know, UCLA fucking track star. Like, I just don't think there's that much more banging than on just like a Friday night in the dorms. But we love everybody loves this every year. If we don't this year at the Olympics, Olympic handcuffs to make sure that fucking AIDS doesn't run rampant through the fucking fuck fest that is the Olympic Village. I'm not focused on that. I'm just focused on the actual banging. I think they're banging. I want them. To I be think they are too. I think that they're 20, they're children in a dorm. It's college. Yeah. That's Except my point. They're not banging before their events. So like if you're a track star, you're not bang. You have like three days after you're there before the closing ceremonies and you send home swimming gets done early. I mean, can know. I, can I do a humble brag right now? Can I do a humble brag? Sure. After I did the LA marathon, which I've been training for. I banged a lot that night. Like, and I'm an old out of shape man. Cause I had given up sex for a minute. And even the girl who came out, I was like, wow, I don't know what, like, I was like, yeah, it was all pent up. I let it out. And that's me as a, at the time, a 37 year old man. Who's not an Olympian let it out all one night and in the morning did some girl you met at the marathon you're like you're you like to run i like to run we're both in great shape let's bang i wish that would have been awesome also consider the fact that a lot of these people probably have girlfriends and boyfriends that are not allowed in the olympic village to get on their fucking cardboard bed so now you gotta have now you're just having just the single people post events they're all banging, dude. Now you gotta take out the fucking gymnasts. They're all 13 and 14. You take out the, you know, the people doing skeet shooting that no one wants to bang. <laughs> take out the fat cyclists. We're just like, just every four years we have this thing. The, the Olympic fuck fest. It's just the week that the swimmers have after the fucking first half of the Olympics. Hey, man, sex sells, right? I know. That's what I'm saying. They love these fucking headlines. They, that's, like, that's like one of the things they love to sell you on is that like everybody's fucking at the Olympics. Because people like hearing it. People like me. I know. It's, it's ludicrous. I'm fine with it. I don't care. I'm just saying it's like I don't I I can't imagine it's any more than any other 20 something gathering of people. Except without the drugs or the Molly. You don't think more people are banging at Coachella than are banging at the Olympics? Everybody's on fucking Molly. 
I see your point on the drugs, but I also think the drugs, sometimes people get too messed up. Like you can't physically. Bet. Well, the, listen, the, not that's why my, that's why everybody in the world is rendered like, you know, in, incapacitated by 10 milligrams of edibles. <laughs> I took a two and a half milligram edible. Not only am I not swimming my event, I'm never fucking again. Is there a roller coaster that we can lift to? Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Joe, as, as, as we move on from this, this great Olympic discussion, <laughs> I just want to say I'm really enjoying my new gear from our friends at Everlane. And I love rocking the sweats that they sent me every night. They're so comfy. I also got a pair of denim, which I haven't worn yet. Full disclosure, I put them on. They fit perfectly. Haven't worn them yet because it's been so warm here. But they have such a great variety of clothes. Dirt balls, if you want to upgrade your wardrobe, do it right now. Go to everlane.com forward slash dirty. And you can choose from all of their great products. And they have everything from clothes you would wear to exercise, to look good out, like out at an event, you name it. They have the stretch vinyl, which is what I have on the denim. And uh, I really like it. What, what, what type of gear do you have from them? I have a great pair of uh, black denim. Oh, you got black denim too? I did. Yeah. So we're black denim gang. Love it. It's like that time we wore the same clothes that one night. We should do that again. Guys, uh, they also accept returns within 30 days of the ship date. So that's another great benefit of getting some clothes from Everlane. Right now, go to everlane.com forward slash dirty and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping and get easy returns within 30 days of your ship date. Once again, that's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com forward slash dirty and sign up. Hey, I used Everlane forward slash dirty. You used Everlane forward slash dirty. Let's hook up. Let's hook up. That's what I'm saying. An Everlane night out. You'll never forget on a cardboard box. Yeah, you could literally put on your Everlane clothes. This, this is the great variety they have. You could put on your clothes, go to a nice dinner, Come back, hook up, put on some of their casual clothes. It's a variety. <laughs> so I got I got to give some love to uh, my favorite quarterback, Tom Brady. Is he your favorite quarterback? No, he's not my favorite quarterback. I don't know. He's the goat to me. But dude, he had a. MCL, a torn MCL that he played on, a fully torn MCL. Now, I know people are, are going to want like, it's funny seeing the comments underneath the tweet from Ian Rappaport about the two-yard checkdowns and all that bullshit. I don't care what you say, dude. When you're, when you're in your 40s and you have a fully torn MCL and you're winning Super Bowls on it, I just think that's pretty impressive. I, uh... You've had and, knee problems. Yeah. And I... Am a, I'm, I'm not by any means like a Tom Brady fan, 
but uh, this is this is uh, impressive. I'm gonna say it if true. Oh, it comes out. It comes out three months after the Super Bowl happens. Two and a half months after the surgery, he's walking around like so. Tom Brady not only played a season and won the Super Bowl, but also just never limped and wore flip flops on his fucking celebratory boat ride after and whatever. Like, not only why doesn't he just keep playing on the tournament MCL? Seems like it didn't affect him whatsoever. We saw we didn't see any sort of tenderness with his knee the whole year or while he was partying or while he was throwing trophies on boats or while he was golfing in the match or anything we didn't we, we, we didn't hear anything about the torn mcl like and what's what i love about this, this is my favorite thing is like the people who love tom brady are the kind of guys who fucking hate lebron james and lebron was never injured he's a pussy he faked a hand, he faked a cab, he faked the whatever. Tom Brady was literally never injured, but after the fact, a report comes out that he had a tour at MCL, and everybody's like, mm, fine. Of course he did. He's the GOAT. He's walking around in a tour at MCL. Here's the other thing. Did Tom Brady go in and get like we you know, he's had knee, he's had a knee thing. He's he's always worn a knee brace. Totally reasonable that Tom Brady every offseason goes in and gets arthroscopic cleanups on his knee did they go in and then they were like hey you've got a torn mcl okay well well you're, you're posing some good questions and i have googled while you discuss that so this is an article from wow this is just yesterday about 24 hours ago doesn't bode well it bodes well for your theory but not for People who say he has a torn MCL. When did Tom Brady tear his MCL from Pro Football Talk headline? No one seems to know. It's not known when Tom Brady tore his MCL. Some believe it happened while he's playing for the Patriots, which would be crazy that he did a whole year with the Bucks. It said he supposedly began dealing with a knee problem April or May, April to May of 2020. So before the season. It's not known whether he ever disclosed the injury to the Bucks. If if he had it before or after he signed with the team. These are all speculation. It's possible that he never received treatment from the knee from any of the team's trainers since he only uses his own staff under the TB12 and Alex Guerrero. The big debate is whether he ever mentioned this injury to Bruce Arians. The big debate is, but so if Tom Brady gets an MRI and has a torn MCL, right? Is Tom Brady going, I'm going to play on it? Or is this a case of, again, he goes in for arthroscopic surgery postseason for cleanup and they realize he has a torn MCL. He could have done it that morning, walking his dog. He could have had a you know, a slightly torn, uh, and then it fully tears. That's when he just, why did he decide to go into surgery after the fucking season? And it's just arthroscopic surgery. It's cleanup. I bet you he's done it a, a million times in the past. This whole idea that he was like, 
ah, he's just, he's just like Mr. He just grinned and bared it and just fucking tough. He's been, he had a torn MCL and he didn't say shit about it. It's, this is again, this is these headlines. We have gotten into the fucking clickbait bonanza. Tom Brady amputated his leg before signing with Bucks. Played on fucking peg leg for the entire year. No one noticed. That's just how tough Tom Brady is. Well, this all started from a tweet. This wasn't even a headline. This all started from a a tweet. This is like the NFL insiders, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. This is them. And then it turns into a headline. But they also are getting clicks on their Twitter feeds. Right. When, they when say did that. he get surgery? When was the surgery? Right after the season? Yeah. Also, I don't know how the rules work. But if he really did have a torn MCL, wouldn't they have to disclose that? The team? This is my point. Did he have a torn MCL? My question is, did he tear his MCL with the Patriots, get an MRI, know he has a torn MCL, play on it? See, thinks he can make it through the whole season? Also, how torn is your MCL if you're like, I know it's torn and I don't care? We're, we're just pretending Tom Brady just like has superhuman abilities, had a torn MCL, knew about it, didn't give a fuck. Yeah, because he's the GOAT. So fucking stupid. <laughs> I have a feeling they found out he had a torn MCL when they went to fucking clean up his knee. And they're like, oh, shit, your MCL's torn. Maybe he did it drunkenly fucking stumbling off of the Super Bowl boat when he couldn't walk. But that doesn't go in with Tom Brady, superhuman athlete that defies all odds. Yeah, okay. the whole time. He actually toured in 2004 and has just been playing on it the whole time. Okay, so this, this article's from May after he got the surgery. And he uh, he said that he had pretty serious knee. Okay, so this is, this is what Brady's saying. The first surgery I had in 12 years, this is what he told the Tampa Bay Times. I was really, so he's claiming he didn't know. I was really interested to see how it was going to go because last year it just took a look every week. They just took a look and it was fine. Every week I was kind of tending to my knee and thought I would love to see a season where I can focus on some other strength stuff that I want to do. Some other technique stuff where I'm not focused on protecting my knee all the time. So he's claiming basically they didn't know. The Bucks never disclosed any sort of knee injury on an injury report for any game of the 2020 season. Hmm, there is a lot of question marks here. The, que- the only question mark I have is how does he do it? How does he do it? Do you think the knee, I have to do this. I have to do this one. Do you think what will really, do you think Tom Brady destroyed that phone too? So we'll never know yeah, the text exchanges exactly. that he yeah. had with Bruce Arians. They, they had to, um, you know, if, if he gets an MRI and something is torn, they had to disclose it. So he burned down a, an MRI uh, facility 
but it's all right. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Your team does it too. Your team has murdered MRI techs. <laughs> Listen, if you, oh, oh, okay. you don't think Aaron Rodgers has snuck up, has, has laid in the backseat of a car and used a wire to choke to death an MRI tech who knew he had a MRI so that they didn't have to close. Okay. Okay. So you just think, Oh, okay. Yeah. Your team doesn't do that. So Tom what are, Brady's got fucking Alex Guerrero. Is Alex Guerrero anything but the is I feel like Alex Guerrero is just Harvey Keitel from fucking Pulp Fiction. He just goes in and fucking cleans up. He's the wolf. He doesn't actually do any of the training with Tom Brady. He just murders people who knows about Tom Brady's shit. So what's your theory? On his My name? theory is at some point along the way, maybe he did tear. First of all, do, do we like I don't even know where the fucking the report comes like who told Rappaport this? The doctor seems like a HIPAA violation. <laughs> who told who who's saying he had a torn MRI, he torn MCL? Ian Rappaport, sources tell me. So th- this is what it is on July 15th. A source told Ian Rappaport. No, so this is it. So on July 15th, NFL reporter for the Bucks, Rick Shroud tweets, Tom Brady led Bucks to Super Bowl 55 win despite partial MCL tear. So he tweets that on July 15th. Ian Rappaport quote tweets it the same day with a follow-up and says, Tom Brady's injury was actually more serious than that. It was a fully torn MCL sources say that required surgery following the Super Bowl win. Yeah, suspect. A, yeah I, I agree. The whole story suspect. I agree. Did they find out? Listen, if they found out his, he had a fully torn MCL when he went in to get surgery, that's fine. Who's to say when the fuck that happened? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of questionable Again, stuff. He looked going fine on. during the season. He's stumbling around after the fucking Super Bowl parade. He's drunk, right? Um, my point is, is just like we just have no idea when this happened. Now, if the story comes out that the Bucks, he was complaining about knee pain. They took an MRI. It was week two last year. They said you have a partially torn MCL. He decided to play through it. And you got, okay, that's one thing. But so far, we've got a lot then, of fucking sources. Then they're also accountable for hiding. Like, you can't hide that. If he, even if he has a partially torn ACL, I or guess MCL. you can. I guess the only thing you have to do for the injury report, though, is if you're not going to play, if okay. you're questionable, if you're day to day, if you're whatever. If Tom Brady said the whole time, I'm going to play, I'm going to play, I'm going to play. But it just seems, it doesn't even seem right for the PR of Tom Brady. Like, oh, why not fucking then? Why not? Why not lean into this even more and just be like, yeah, I'm playing right now on a tour in MCL because I'm a fucking superhero. Yeah. After the fact, so like we went in, you know, like if I went in and got my fucking knee fixed right now and they were like, oh, you have a torn MCL. I wouldn't be like, I survived the last five years on a torn MCL. I'd be like, oh, when the fuck did that happen? This is just like, a, this is, 
Tom Brady, like, I hate that we're just doing like headline, the headline debunking episode, but like the clickbaitness of everything is just out of control. This is just, this is what we're doing during football season this, or football off season. Well, it is a problem. I mean, I like I said, like I, I, dude, I couldn't. I agree. Like, we have a major, major problem with the the headline shit and and the clickbait. Like, I mean, it, this is from all sides. It is. My buddy the other day sent me an article. I think it was the Post as well. It was like, uh, forty percent or thirty percent or something like that, or third of hospital workers in New York are unvaccinated. And he's like, you know, if you're an anti-vaxxer, what do you, what do you, you know, that that's, if you're an anti if you're somebody that doesn't, or like is sus, is suspicious about getting the vaccine, it's not going to make you want to get it that like a third of doctors don't have it. I was like, that doesn't say a third of doctors. That says a third of hospital workers. I go for every doctor in a hospital. There's two fucking janitors, a guy who works sure. in a parking garage, a guy who fucking cleans toilets. I go. That, that doesn't say a third of doctors aren't. Well, well here's a prime. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I go, yeah, because that's what the headline wants you to fucking read. Here, here is another prime example. And I did my homework on it last night because I go, I go, I guarantee he trashed all of them. That it doesn't sound like it's something Bill Burr said. The Fox News headline is comedian Bill Burr savages CNN as un-American pieces of shit. Which Bill Burr did say. In, in, in a six-minute rant about the media and politicians, probably. Oh, no, no. And I went and I listened. I listened to Bill Burr's rant. Where was it? Where did he do this? On the his podcast. podcast. Okay. So, so, so again, let me, let me reiterate. The Fox News headline, comedian Bill Burr savages CNN as un-American pieces of shit, in quotes. He did. He, he directly said CNN is un-American pieces of shit. And guess what else he followed it up with? He said, and so is Fox News, and so is MS. Like he, he trashed all of them, Joe. All of them. Yeah. Literally, he trashed Fox News in that rant. But then Fox News is running the headline and just picking the CNN part when he specifically trashed CNN, Fox News, MSN, M MSNBC. So he right. trashed the three major ones, all of them. And he basically saying they're all like you said, all the media, it's all bullshit. They just want us to his whole rant was they just want us to fight. They just want us to fight. And it's not fucking news. And you can you can talk about. So that to me is a prime example of them picking a headline. And, and again, it, it's almost meta because he also trashes that own network, which then runs the headline. Dude, the spin zone is so ridiculous now. Yeah. on everything. So read into things before you see the headlines. That's all I'm saying. Tom Brady played without a knee the entire yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> Tom Brady went one-eyed Tom Willie. Brady played with a Tokyo cardboard bed as a knee for the Super Bowl. How did he do it? Too weak for athletes to have sex on but strong enough for tom brady to win a super bowl with as a leg you want to get to some calls sure let's sure. let 
Let's hear from the uh, the dirt balls. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. Give us a ring and uh we'll start with a uh a non-sports call. Hey Joe and Andy, this is Ethan from State College, Pennsylvania, number one half dirt baller. So I just got a summons for jury duty that I got to go to in a couple of weeks, and it got me thinking, what are your guys' experience with, uh, with with jury duty? You know, I assume both of you guys have been summoned before, um, but have you guys ever actually been on a case before? And if not, what have you guys done to get dismissed um, or to, you know, not have to do that? Uh, oh, oops. I closed it out, but uh, that's basically yeah, the end yes. of it. Uh, yeah, so... I think because we discussed this because remember I was near jury duty. Mm-hmm. Remember I wanted to do it. I don't know if you remember that. It was two years ago. Yeah, classic Ruther. Oh, I'm, I I would love to do jury duty. I fucking want nothing to do with jury duty. And so I always get myself out of it. And the the we've talked about this before, but the you know everybody jokes around like oh say something racist, say something whatever. It's like don't you don't have to do anything. All you have to ever do if you want to get out of jury duty is just say that you have experience with whatever the fucking thing is and be like, I'm biased. Like there was one time where I went to jury duty in New York and they were like, this guy's complaining about a back injury from like a fucking, you know, uh, like a, um, like a, I don't know. I forget what happened. Like a, a hit and run or something like that. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listen, you're, you're asking the wrong. I was like, I'm never giving this guy a dollar. A fucking Dr. John Sarno cures back in three minutes. It's ridiculous. I will. Ne- I go, you can have me on this jury if you want, but you can, you'll never, I'll never say that this guy deserves any money. And the, and the lawyer for him was like, get him the fuck out of here. When like, you were being, you were being honest there. That wasn't yeah, even lying. Yeah. And then there was another one where like a guy, uh, when I went in LA, same kind of thing, like got rear-ended at a stop sign and he wanted like $8 million from the guy. And I said, I kind of said the same thing. I was just like, our society's so litigious. The idea that this guy, you know, has like back pain, whether it's real or not, and now can't work the rest of his life. I'm like, he's here. He's fucking sitting here. And you're telling me he can't be a bus driver anymore or whatever. And, and the lawyer goes, the lawyer goes, okay, listen, I understand. And that's my job. My job is to convince you otherwise. He goes, so you're telling me if this is a race that, that my client is starting behind the, uh, the, the defendant, he's got a head start. Like, and I was like, yeah. And he goes, okay, let's say if it was a hundred meter race, how many, how many meters behind do you think a head start is? I go, your client's not in the fucking stadium yet, dude. I go, I'm never giving him, I'm never going to give this guy $8 million because somebody rear ended his car. And now he has a pinched nerve in his neck and now claims he can't ever do anything for the rest of his life. He's like, okay, bye. Get out of here. You don't have to like, pretend you're a fucking racist or pretend whatever just say you have experience with whatever they're talking about and they'll immediately get rid of you good or bad well also you can you can you can just legit say you can defer that stuff well you can defer it once that's it yeah and i mean i'm sure every state is different okay so you can defer it once and then they say come again then you have no chance and you got to go in the easiest thing to do is go in, get picked immediately, 
get yourself kicked off that fucking case and get the fuck out. Or I did this once in Nevada. I had deferred and I couldn't, you're right. So I couldn't defer anymore. So I went in and I don't know how, again, each state's different. So I go down to the courthouse in downtown Las Vegas and there was like a hundred, I mean, there was over a hundred people. Is that normal? Yeah. That they're going to choose from. I mean, certainly. Well, like in LA, when you go, there's, there's hundreds of people because there's like 25, they're picking juries for like 25 cases at the same time. They're like so the, calling but, numbers. No, but this was over a hundred people just for this one case. So the guy, ironically, I can't make this up. A guy at my work at the time also got called in for the same case. Like what are the odds? So he says to me, we were already checked in. He goes, I'm leaving. You want to leave? And I was like, dude, we're, we're here. He goes, it's a math game, bro. Look at our numbers. We were so far down the list that we checked in, which, you know, basically made us, it, it, it set us free for as far as we did our duty. And he was playing the numbers game. They're going to have the jurors picked before they get to us, if that makes sense. And then we left. We didn't wait around because he goes, dude, we're going to be here for hours. If we actually wait around. We left. He goes, you're taking a chance. I'm doing it. Let's do it. And we never heard from him again. So in the system, I did report for jury duty. Yeah. But again, they never even got to that's, my name. That's, not, that's almost not even a numbers game as much as like a failure and bureaucracy game. You're just hoping that they are like, well, they checked in with uh, that got fucked up somehow. But. I mean, like, listen, if I went to jury duty and they were like, this is a murder trial, like, okay, I'm into this. That's what I'm saying. But That's like, I, I have no interest. I have no interest in sitting on a jury for somebody who wants money from somebody else for anything. I'm like, well, get the well, fuck out of here. Well, the one I wanted to do in, in LA, but then we, we had, we had our Texas trip. That was federal, dude. That was legit crime. Like that wasn't some small, that, that looked from lawyers I showed it to, it looked like it was some sort of serious crime or white collar crime. And I was like, embezzlement or money. I was like, dude, I'm all in, but I was traveling, which was true. So I didn't have to go, but put me on that jury, son. Wish I could have been on that OJ jury. I would have said not guilty. Well, they would have been like, they'd be here owning OJ Jersey. Okay. You're out. <laughs> you're true. Does anybody have 4 million OJ pictures? Does anybody here run a uh, NFL Savage of the Year poll? <laughs> oh, it's named after another murdering NFL. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. You're out. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to some new calls. What's up, Joe and Andy? Um, I had a question. Uh, me and my friends were actually talking about it and wanted to throw it over to you guys. If you could be a pro at the top level of any sport that is not a stick or ball sport or stick and ball, whatever, um, what would you do? Would you be a swimmer? Would you be a poker player? Uh, That's not a sport. You could go into like gaming. I mean, you're a millionaire either way, also so it's really up to what lifestyle do you want? And, uh, uh, yeah, like what, what would you uh, pick? Maybe like top three. Uh, what are you going with, boys? All right, stay dirty. 
So no sticker ball sport. So sticker ball. It's pretty much everything, right? We're yeah. talking hockey, basketball, baseball, football, tennis, golf. Stuff. So I'm not fucking with boxing so he, or he dropped, UFC. Yeah, and he dropped esports and I mean, poker. I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not including those. Sorry, bro. I'm not either. That's ridiculous. I mean, and and by the way, being a fucking professional poker player would be dope. But I'm just like, for despite the fact that you brought it up for the sake of the question, I'm going to stick to sports, and I don't consider that a sport. Um, like Formula One, they go all kinds of exotic places. They make a ton of dough. You drive real fucking fast. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Formula One. I mean, you know, you talked about like swimming. Like, what? What's your? You know, you don't get a paycheck being a fucking swimmer or a track star. It's endorsements every four years. Yeah, it's nothing. You probably make more money for the patch on your shirt being a Formula One driver. Um, God, they are all sticker ball. I start thinking of uh, random surfing sports. would be pretty cool. Be pretty awesome to be a professional surfer. I mean, that's probably more my lifestyle. Although, just money wise, it's not even close. Like those F1 drivers make so much fucking money. It's a pretty good one. I mean, for me, I guess it's probably Formula One or surfing. Like surfing would be still like a surfing would be a dope lifestyle. Like if you could be the, you know, if you could be the Kelly Slater or like even like the, you know, the Jamie O'Brien, the Rob Machado's, like the top guys, the guys whose money exceeds what they make in winnings to like the point like, Kelsey doesn't have to surf a contest for the rest of his life if he doesn't want to. What about what about you know what about like the X game sports? What about you know? Yeah, I mean for for me snowboarding. I, that, what about what snowboarding? Was, that's what I was thinking originally, like snowboarding, skiing, whatever. But like to me, it's like the surf lifestyle is better than those. I'd rather I'd rather do it surfing because the money's going to be about the same, give or take. I don't know, man. Snowboarding. I can eat my two and a half milligram edibles. Bro, you don't think surfers are high? Yeah, they are. Fucking Spicoli is the face of surfing. Dude. <laughs> like Kelly Slater's got, you know, 11 world titles. He still hasn't passed Jeff Spicoli as the face of surfing in pop culture. What are some other ones we're missing? I mean, when you take away sticker ball, it's pretty tough. I mean, all the Olympic sports, obviously. Like, so there's so many non-sticker ball Olympic sports. If you were a badass swimmer, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, but what is it, you know? What does that look like for you after, like, okay, you win a gold? You win your Michael Phelps, you win fucking 20 golds, but like, what does that look like for you for like a life? Boxing? Yeah. I mean, do you? No. Do you... Okay. I just put it now. Now, granted, he's one of the, you know, he's got eight golds and 19 Guinness Book of World Records. So again, he is the elite of the elite. Usain Bolt's net worth is around $90 million. Yeah. We're talking like, again, him and fucking Phelps 
are like the best, the best millennium athletes. What's Katie Ledecky's fucking net worth? I'll look it up. He's going to be the most decorated female athlete ever. $4 million. $4 million? Fucking guy. You make $4 million as an F1 driver if you change sunglass sponsors. Like if I drive for Oakley now. They're like, here's fucking 20 million bucks. Okay. Who knows how much these net worth things are accurate though, right? I mean, conversely, Michael Phelps' net worth is $80 million. But again, he's the greatest Olympian of all time. And what's the difference between him and Bolt, money-wise? You were talking about probably just like Nike? Is that the difference? Probably. Because Phelps just can't be like a Nike, like a big, you know, can't really sell sneakers. Simone Biles' net worth, $6 million. Man, I'm going Formula One if I'm going in for the money, and I'm going surfing if I'm going in for the lifestyle. That's my; those are my answers. What professional cornholer? He didn't say bags. These guys make sixty grand a year. I almost did a cornhole tournament selling Johnson fucking sausages or whatever. I almost did a national one in Las Vegas with my roommate. When I lived in LA. Are you an exceptionally good cornhole player? I used to be pretty good. Like I can put all the spin on it and like. We used to play a lot of cornhole. I mean, we had a party called the corn roast every year. That was part of it. I did get hustled one time. Cutter and I got hustled. We made it to the finals of some tournament here in Cincinnati. And there was cash prize, and we're like, dude, this is great. And these guys on the these West Siders on the other side of town just fucking hot. They just worked us. They walked away with the cash, and we we're like, what just happened? I played in a couple big time wiffle ball tournaments. Okay, there's there's another one. And the, I mean, but again, what are you making? And I'm a pretty fucking legit wiffle ball player, like. Legit, legit to the point where we were like, hey, we should enter some tournaments. But it was like, there was like five of us. I think it was like max, minimum two people per team, maximum five people per team. The team that won the one tournament we went to in like Philadelphia was two guys. One guy who hit fucking bombs and one guy who threw, like his pitching was ridiculous. We could barely hit him. The fucking the other guy hit two homers or something like that and they beat us like i think they beat us like four one or something like that. i hit a home run off of the one guy just got so fucking lucky um then hit a homer off him but like otherwise i think i think we got one hit it was two dudes playing against five guys i played with wall for the first time messing around with my buddies on saturday that was the first time i played in so long and i was so bad but I was much better batting left-handed and they couldn't, they thought that was so funny. Like Ruthers can smash the ball left-handed, but when he's right-handed, he's just terrible. I used to go down to the Jersey shore. Like, okay. Like when I was post-college, uh, my buddy had a house down on the Jersey shore invited me a few times and they would, he would always be like, yeah, we always play fucking wiffle ball. Like that's the thing we play wiffle ball. 
And the first time I went down, I just, I literally fucking dominated. He was like, you have to hit lefty. So for the rest of the summer, when I go visit, I was, I was only allowed to hit lefty. I was like, this isn't much of a wiffle ball game. I'm not like the world's best wiffle ball player guys. Like I'm pretty good, but like the idea that I'm coming down and I have to fucking play lefty. This is a fun sport. Oh, it's so fun. I mean, Mikey and I built a stadium in my dad's front yard growing up. I've, I've never seen a guy so fucking mad. Yeah. I mean, you guys went next level. Okay. This is a tough request. We'll see if we can pull it off, but I'm going to play this call. It's a big request. Okay. Yo, Joan, Andy, Nick from Tom's River. Can I, can we please sort of one time, can we please get Bill Walton and Stephen A. Smith in a conversation about proper speaking and Bill Walton trying to heal Stephen A. with all his anger. I think that would be hilarious anyways. It's a quick call. Stay dirty. Condoms are for my opinion on Giannis. He has changed my mind. He's a beast. Anyway, stay dirty. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult request for the Dirty Sports Podcast. We only have one phone in line. So what tends to happen is if we try to get two people on simultaneously, they end up kind of blending in together and sounding like one another. But you know what? We can see, we can see what happens. And uh, we can see if we can get them to share, to share a phone line. Do you want to give it a try right now? Should we try them? You want to get, you want to try to get them both on the line? Yeah, I've never tried this. Like you said, we only have one phone line so andy ruth and joe prano i'm excited to be back on the dirty sports podcast we gotta talk nba finals we gotta talk Giannis and santa kumpo this is the face of the nba a hero eating greek <laughs> i don't think so i don't think we're gonna have a space jam trace with a man named Giannis and a brother named Sonis. It's just not going to happen. The NBA needs to do something. They need to murder Giannis Antetokounmpo so that Chris Paul can win the NBA Finals MVP. And it goes to a man who speaks English. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> that, that is just insanity. Throw down your racism. Throw down your foreign hatred. Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the great beings to ever walk Earth. I'm not sure he's fully human. One time, I ate tons of mescaline. I found myself in the woods in rural Oregon. I was camping after a 1984 dead show in Portland, and I watched a bear try to have sex with a pelican. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was pretty sure the pelican was going to die. But if it hadn't died, and it did, by the way, I watched it die. If it hadn't, the beast it would have given birth to is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Look at him. Long, rangy, but with the strength of a bear. Stephen A., I need you to calm down. I need you to step back from the ledge, and I need you to embrace the love in your heart. Look at that. Look at that Antenda and Kumpo and say to yourself, 
wouldn't it just be so glorious? I've got the wingspan, but I don't have the jumping ability. I just wish I had those, the muscles of an Antenta Kumpo. Bill, you crazy, Bill Walton. This is a shame for America. You're talking about two different species having sex. That's the face of your NBA? That's the some sort of half-breed, half-pelican bear? Is going to lead the NBA into the next millennium? I don't think so, Bill Walton. Also, it's nonsensical that you're even on TV. It's a shame that we share the same network. You're smoking all that. Ne- Bill, lay off the weed. And it goes without saying, lay off the mescaline and the acid, the mushrooms, and all the other things you've been enjoying. You're a disgrace. People turn into ESPN2 and they see a drug-addled hippie screaming about the Maui Invitational. It's a shame that you even set foot on the 50th state in America. Oh, high on that. We. Stephen A., you need to come. Stephen A., what you need in your life is a little weed. Go down to your local collective your local cannabis hut, wherever you are, in whatever city you claim to be from these days, get yourself a nice fat J and toke it to your giant forehead. Take it all the way into your giant forehead and just relax. Look at your look at the size of your forehead. You have so much room for a third eye if you just only open it. Stephen A, this is every, you're everything that's wrong with the world. So angry, so loud. Get yourself some mushrooms. You don't have to do the you don't have to do the caps and stems. Get yourself some chocolate. Get yourself a mushroom gummy. Lay down. Lay down and enjoy yourselves. That's it. Walton out. Calm down, Stephen A. Wow. Wow, that's an exchange. That was quite the exchange. That was pretty impressive. And and, and Bill remained calm as ever. And Stephen A was pushing, was redlining. Yeah. I mean, Stephen A, some very personal attacks on Bill Walton. Yeah. And Bill was just like, hey, man, take drugs. Yeah. Smoke a J, bro. Make make drugs, not war. Just relax a little. Unbelievable. But I'm glad. I'm glad that Stephen A had someone at his own network speaking some logical sense to him. Yeah. And how dare Stephen A say that? Bill Walton shouldn't be on ESPN. Bill Walton is, I mean, the goat of ESPN at this point. I want Bill Walton to call the Olympics. I want him to call basketball. I want him to call baseball. I want Bill Walton to call everything. Yeah. Here we have an Olympic swimmer known for doing the backstroke, being ridden reverse cowgirl by a volleyball player. Will (laughs) Will the cardboard bed hold up or will it fall down? Amazing. All right, let's squeeze in one more call today. What do we got here? We got a few. Let's go with uh, let's go with this one. Yo, what's up, boys? Greg Feldman, Iowa Dirtball. Uh, quick question: Whose athlete's wife or girlfriend would you want to hate fuck the most, just based on hating that athlete? Pretty simple question. I mean, not much to it, but yeah. That's all I got, boys. Uh, condoms are for the cuck Sam Tripoli and the cocksucker Iowa Hawkeyes. Stay dirty. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay, so this is a, this is an interesting twist because we're not hate fucking the like you know the term hate fuck as a person is usually attractive, but you're hate fucking the wife or girlfriend because you hate the athlete, not the actual. Yeah, you're not woman. really hate fucking there as much as you're just cucking an athlete. Yeah, exactly. What athlete would I like to cuck? Is pretty much the question. Wouldn't wouldn't Lala be a good one for you? Yeah, that would be a good one. That'd be a good one. I do hate Carmelo Anthony. That's what I'm saying. I, I would think I that would be him. a good one for you. But I think they're all. I think he's been cheating on her. I don't think that would sting as bad. True. As, he, had a, uh, he had. He supposedly had a kid with somebody. Right. I'm trying to think of who else out there. Who else do I really hate? I don't have the ton of like. I mean, like, and, and also it's got to be somebody who's like wife or girlfriend, is, you know. I mean, we got we got Giselle, right? That'd be another good one for you. Yeah, this is a tough one for me, like off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of who else. I I think it's the fans. Like, you don't hate Jeter. You got a model wife. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate Jeter, but like not. I don't, you know, Jeter's fine. It's just obviously the. It's the fans. Yeah, the overblowing of Jeter's career. Um, who else? Who else is out there? Who's That's on your saying. list? I don't know. It's tough. I'm thinking. I, I like. Is there an athlete that I can't stand that has a hot wife? I don't know. Um, we got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, he's got a he's got a hot fiance. But we don't hate Aaron Rodgers. No. I don't. I know you. You have. You have less. You're less. You have less respect for Aaron Rodgers. But I wouldn't say you hate him. What, what, what are you talking? Whoa, 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 whoa! What is that? What does that mean? Whoa, whoa, hold on! Don't. What do you mean less respect? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like you know the. the I feel like maybe you haven't you haven't shown Aaron Rodgers like the proper amount of respect on this. This is top five all time quarterback. Okay, that's fine. Uh, what about JJ Watt? What's J? You hate JJ Watt. I don't hate him. I just, I just think I find him just the not like the non. You don't love Odell. Would you have sex with Odell's boyfriend? Would you cuck Odell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a problem with Odell. I just think he's not gonna break Antonio Brown's record. Uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't know, man. There's got to be somebody that we're forgetting. Like Steph Curry's got a hot wife and a hot mom, but like again, I don't like. I'm not trying to cuck Steph Curry. Yeah, like I don't really. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't have an issue with Steph Curry. It's like it, this is this is a tough one. I, I wish guess just I guess the easiest two for me are probably just Carmelo and Tom Brady, and both their wives are pretty attractive. Oh, I used to crush hard on Lala when she was on MTV. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I'm sure we're forgetting somebody. But I don't have one off the top of my head. And to be honest, athletes don't really get under my skin as much anymore. As I get older, I just don't. 
Like, I don't have an athlete that just really bothers me anymore. I've mellowed out. It's all that, it's all that high percentage edibles. <laughs> it's mellowing me out. I don't know. 310-359-8365. That is the hotline. So give us a ring. I've been screening the call. So if I didn't play your call, I might play it later. If not, might not have made the cut. Sorry. But uh, drop an iTunes review or, or a podcast review if you want. And uh, I will send some koozies out. I'm actually going to the post office this week. So if you do drop a review, you can message me or leave your Twitter, Instagram handle on uh, that review and I'll reach out to you personally at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter at fix your life. I will be in New York this week. I've got a show uh, Wednesday in Brooklyn at the Calb hall. So if you're in New York, come down to that. I'll be adding some more shows while I'm in town. So stay on my Instagram, especially where I always post shows or look at joeprano.com and I'm officially ready to announce Let's get it out here early. Let's start it early. I don't think tickets are officially available yet, but I will be in New Orleans, Louisiana, the first weekend in October, October 1st, October 2nd, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday at the brand new Comedy House, New Orleans. I'm trying, I'm twisting Andy's arm. I haven't given up on him yet. I'm trying to twist Andy's arm to join us so it can be a full dirtball weekend, but it's still open and welcome to all dirtballs. It is. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday in New Orleans. And then, I mean, talk about timing. Giants at Saints Sunday, the week after Eli Manning will have his jersey retired in New York. The Giants will travel to New Orleans to face what will probably be at that point, you know, Taysom Hill, but hopefully Jameis Winston. So if you're down south, all of you guys throughout the years who have been like, Louisiana, Mississippi, blah, blah. I know some of those, you know. There's some of those states as close as I'll get. Come on down north. Like, make it a weekend. Come down to Bourbon Street. I'm going to get down there, start, you know, start drinking, start eating some, uh, you know, some delicious New Orleans food, some of the best food in the world. Oh, it's po so, po so, such good food. Some jambalaya. Jambalaya and some oysters and, you know, all that. The beignets. Oh, yes. So put it on your calendar. New Orleans. Joe Prano headlining gonna gonna force andy at gunpoint to join in if i can and then giants at saints what a weekend throw yourself down to new orleans i i hope Jameis winston is the quarterback i hope Jameis winston is a quarterback too it would make me so happy everything would come full circle at that point some some uh Giants with some big corners. I'm like just pumping up their secondary in the offseason. Just a five pick bonanza. Dirtballs, get your Giants Saints tickets. I'll let you know when Joe Prano tickets are available. Put it on your calendar right now. If you're down in that Gulf of Mexico region, come on down to NOLA. Go visit. We're going to go visit the, uh, God, what is it? Domelices, the Manning Shrine of Po' Boys. Can't wait to go there. It, you know I'm, about that place, Andy? I don't. It's like it was like their after school po' boy spot. Po' boys are so good, and like the whole place is just like a shrine to the brothers. Like pictures of them playing in high school, pictures of them in college. Like just, just, just to go eat a 
surf and turf po' boy, some like roast beef with fried shrimp while Eli Manning looks over me with 50 different pictures. Like, <laughs> What more does a New Yorker need? Unbelievable. Well, that is our show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the calls. Much love for all the support. I will be getting koozies out, like I said, this week. So if you're waiting on one, sorry for the delay. I'll get those out. Have a uh, lovely week. We'll see you guys in a few days. And as always, stay dirty.